This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Celebrate the holidays at Hale Varsity Club with an exciting lineup of holiday-themed events like Ugly Christmas Sweater Karaoke and Holiday Music Bingo, plus happy hour all day on New Year's Eve during college football bowl games. Hale Varsity Club has something for everybody. Stop in this month to try our new menu items like the Nashville Hot Honey Chicken, Crispy Breaded Wings, and the Benning Burger. It's a spicy burger named after Damon Benning. Visit HaleVarsityClub.com for the full event calendar and make a reservation now. Here's to the great American settlers. The millions of you who settled for unsatisfying jobs because they pay the bills. Of course, there is something else you could do if you got something to say. Start a podcast with Spreaker from iHeart and unleash your creative freedom. Maybe even earn enough money to one day tell your old boss, Hey, I'm no settler. I'm an explorer. Spreaker.com. S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Hustle on over today. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Hot Off the Mess, a podcast brought to you by The Dip. I am your host, Samantha Bush, and it is Bravo Friday, and I am so excited to be joined by one of my closest friends and co-host of Shortcomings, our Sex and City podcast, Chris Lewis. Hi, Chris. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm currently annoyed with my animals right now because they're fighting with each other. Well, Ruby is not fighting with Barb. Barb is fighting with Ruby. It's fine. But they're... That's what they do. Yeah. Girl fight. It's the bad girls club. Oof, I I missed that show. What was the woman's name? Tanisha? I don't remember. Who just go around. She would like bang pots and be like, wake everybody up. (laughs) I would watch it. I loved that show. So there have been some rumors going around that when Nene Leakes and Tiffany New York Pollard are going to be joining the cast of Big Brother. Now, are they true? Because I saw it. That some people were saying that it's not true. But what I saw looks like an official cast announcement. That's what I thought, too. But, uh, like, to get those two icons who basically invented the internet in the same house. I think the world's going to implode. We're not ready, but also I'm so ready. I know, but I feel like I'm going to be a little heartbroken if they don't get along. But also thrilled that they're fighting. I want them to giggle and throw shade. Like, but I don't want them to fight. I just want them to, like, be snarky. No, and I'm sure there are probably enough wrecks in that house with them for them to fight. Well, I also heard Jax Taylor is being rumored. I mean, there are rumors being thrown around. Have you ever watched Big Brother? Never. I don't really understand it. I they I don't they either. live in the house like it's real world, but there are also games and you can win. Yes, and there's like alliances and there's But isn't like, it also just them like living in the house? A week. 
I don't really. Yeah. And then people vote. It's like it's a wild premise. Yeah. I've heard that it's like if you are getting into Big Brother, it is like a commitment. It's like how everyone over the pandemic got into Survivor, which I thought was just a show about people on an island. I didn't realize they were like playing games and like voting at tribunals. You did it? I thought they just dropped them on an island and then like came back like naked and afraid, came back a few <gasps> months later. Guys, I love naked and afraid. I I just don't have my it, head it, you on. You know, I never I never really search it out, but I had a friend who really liked it and we would watch it and I would I would be like hooked whenever it was on. Yeah, I just don't have my head into other reality shows that aren't Bravo. I mean, I do to yeah. dip my toe in like TLC with the 90 days. Stacey so. and Darcy really carried me through a bit of 2020. <laughs> yeah, they but got me through a lot of And I was like, I can leave the house court. again. I don't need to stay with those two women. Yeah. My friend Paige, she got me into Married at First Sight. That's a great one. Oh, I, you know, I really judged her for a long time for Wait, loving it, but I love it. Is that the one that's on like Lifetime and there's like a yes. coach? Who's like yes. a pastor. Dr. Pepper. Yes. Okay, so shout out to We Stand Together, a great podcast, Lauren and Caitlin. They told me to watch that. And I did. And I was like, what? This is wild. <laughs> I'm obsessed. It is it's a so wild good. show. It's yes. interesting. Bravo's never really dipped it. into like a dating show, have they? Have we had a dating show? I guess Millionaire Matchmaker. Yeah, but that was so long ago. That was and like that at was the origin really... of Bravo when we were just like watching people cut hair and... <laughs> Hang, that oh, lesbian was, at that gym. And it was like uh, really, really, really misogynistic. Yeah. Like she was like, men don't like curly hair. Men don't like redheads, you dumb slut. She was yeah, the put on. Yeah. Or she would always ask like, who's the boy and who's the girl if it was gay couples. I mean, Patty horrible. Singer was as problematic as they, I'd love to see her in the Big Brother house, actually. Have you seen her Instagram? I think you sent it to me and she's doing a lot of um that thing you don't like, face the tune. filler, not filler. The, fa- the face tune. Face tune. I mean, she posted a picture of her and Jill Zarin and it was, she stretched Jill Zarin's mouth out to, like, out <laughs> Well, speaking out of Jill Zarin, did you see that rumor that she's coming back officially? I did. With Dorinda? I saw uh, Dorinda. You know, I, I saw Jill. It. I saw Candace Bushnell. I would like to see it. A black woman who apparently LTW is based on. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Sonia and Ramona and Leah and Luann and Leah and uh, the other one are out. Good. Goodbye, Leah. But that could be a total rumor. But I was like, I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I can sink my teeth into that. I really am not one that really loves a casting rumor. I, like, I, I, mean, I find them to be a little bit boring. Usually, but... though, they're so unhinged. But this yeah. one felt like I'd actually love to see this. This one was yeah, like, I'm if glad... this is the cast, it'd be great. I'm glad that Bravo is able to kind of now that there's so many shows and things are doing like going really well that they're able to kind of take a break and reset certain franchises if they need to. I like, know, but I know this that, break feels forever. It's like, is Roni ever I mean, coming back? I mean, I know we were on pause back. with Atlanta, but it, that pause was like I four mean, months. If Orange County can come back, Roni will come back. Okay. Well, I want to say two things about Orange County. But before we get into it, what I want to say. <laughs> I love that you're talking like this is shortcomings. I have to say. Is that. <laughs> yes. Bravo calling this a reboot. It's like they got to calm down. It's the same fucking show. 
It's like they're like uh, the rebooted franchise. I'm like, it is not a reboot. It's the same mess of human mess of human beings. You guys took like eight months off. It is not a re. This is not in just like that. It's it's the same mess. Heather's back. It's like guys, calm down. Heather's back, but we added two housewives. Who's the second? Noella and who? Doctor Doctor uh, Jen. Fuck me! What a waste. What I need, I'm really interested in her storyline, but I, I find her now I'm like, what are we doing? Like we need, I need her to like get in the, get in the game. She seems so just not invested. And I just, I think it's boring. And I'm not sure she has a lot more to give us. When you say you're interested in her storyline, what storyline would that be? When Her she crumbling was, marriage. I don't even really care about that. I am deeply invested and I hope we can get her ex on the show who sued her for her presence. Oh. That was like I was like I didn't even know you could do that like because I've left a few things that guys had, or I've given some guys like hey I read this book and I really liked it and then found out later he had like a boyfriend and I'm like could I sue him for my book back I just thought I had to let that go yeah. maybe you can look into that uh, yeah I mean I think that guy is a revolutionary <laughs> and he's ahead of his time an icon frankly to just be like yeah I want my shit back and for, and and in fact I want it in cash actually you can keep the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but I just think she's kind of a nothing. I wish she we is. kept that woman. Who's the other one who like sued Terry? Nicole. I would have liked preferred her stay around. The scariest woman on planet Earth. Look, I've when been fairly bored said, with this I season find her of OC. So scary. That scene between her and Noella, I have not seen anything more compelling on OC in years than her. Like, shut up, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I think you were actually on this that episode of Hot Off the Mess. No, that was months ago. I don't think OC was back when we did that. Really? No, but I think you and oh. I talked about it ad nauseum and how obsessed we oh, were with just yeah. two different, like two trains at night. Yeah. And then we got the little clip of her on FaceTime with Noella being like, I'm going to end this call. <laughs> and just hung up. I'm like, she's the scariest woman on this planet. She's so cold. Planet. And I really so appreciate cold. it because I think that's an energy we just don't have on OC. Because I think people think of Heather as cold, but I don't think Heather's cold. I think she's just like an asshole. I think, no, I don't think Heather's cold. I think Heather is just, uh, I think she's controlled. Like, I think she's like a very, po- like, collected person where i think nicole is just as pk called erica you're not intrinsically cold you're inherently cold babe (laughs) yes yes can i pull you on something because i feel like everyone's got different thoughts on this where are you with shannon v heather because i know i feel like the show is wanting me to think like shannon's a mess but the longer we're going on i'm kind of team shannon Oh, same. I and think I Heather is just shocking. being a complete asshole. And honestly, I didn't expect that this would end with Here's Shannon coming off as more likable, but it is. Here's my thing. Heather's not being honest about what really happened the night that she had Nicole in her house and found out that Nicole sued Terry. She's not being honest. So do you think she slammed someone up against the wall? I don't think she slammed someone up against the wall, but I've had first, you know, people that were there have told me get them on this that, podcast that Terry and Heather lost their goddamn minds were screaming at producers screaming was it Noella people. who told you this no i don't talk to noella <laughs> but i'd love to give her on the podcast 
We could have an ASMR podcast. I mean, I don't know if there's a mic loud enough to pick her up. But so when her and Terry came down and they were so calm, that is after because they both obviously looked at each other and was like, what we just did was nuts. We got to bring it down. Yeah, we got to bring it down. This is actually going to be good for us. And we will get her to say, I didn't do this or I did do this, but it wasn't what you like, whatever, you know? Yeah. So this idea that like I'm not supposed to be on Shannon's side is weird because I think I personally firmly believe that Shannon was just really drunk and told Gina and Emily like, oh, yeah, I think that that's the girl that sued Terry, but I could be wrong. And then the way that Heather like delivered her line to her about the promise and the threat. I was like, girl. I also feel like Bravo should come down with its hammer and be like, look, you don't make those kind of threats. Because basically what she's saying is, is I will get you fired from this show. I don't think anyone is working at Bravo headquarters, especially yeah, with like the news you were, that's You know rocking. that little like parrot or thing that's just like beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, up and down. That is Bravo headquarters. Just like play another episode. Yeah. Like, I don't know what's going on there because they're silent about a lot of things that are going on right now in the Bravo. Well, I mean, do you want to get into it, Jenny? I mean, yeah, we could talk about Jenny. I saw Meredith is making comments or saying she can't talk about it right now. And how, yes. and I love every person who sleuths around on the internet. God bless you all. Oh, but if those God. posts were there, why are we just finding them? We needed to find those two weeks before the reunion. I don't know. Because the fact that she escaped that fucking reunion without us being able to talk about it really makes me angry. I know. I, everyone's like furious. And I think it's going to be like a four-part reunion is what I've heard. Which well, I is... think Bravo's just doing all these four-part reunions because they don't have other shows yet. Be- oh, that's true. Yeah. like I really need to get I- Married to Medicine back online. <sighs> I need Married to Medicine. I really need... I need Potomac. I need to at least see that they're filming. But I think they are. I don't know. I don't think they're filming. Oh, God. I love that. I love that. I think Beverly Hills is filming there. I've seen some yeah. stuff that looks good. I'm like, guys, I need to. I need my ladies in production at all times. At all times. Um, so, yeah. So everything. All the news broke yesterday that Jenny had posted the most disgusting Facebook posts about Black Lives Matter the vaccine, COVID, Trump. And listeners, to know we were at the height of 2020 when she was posting this. This yes. isn't from like 15 years ago. Nope. Blue Lives, She's posting like Blue Lives Matter. She posted this shit like six months before she started filming. And Real also when we Solid were City. having a national dialogue about race in this country yes. in a way that was unavoidable for almost everyone. And in yeah. which we were finally coming to expect more from people. And she took mm-hmm. her little ass over to the internet and posted this shit. These cheap memes. Now, I don't know if she made them or is just reposting them, but it's disgusting. And she needs to be fired. A hundred percent needs to be but fired. But she probably won't be knowing Bravo. I mean, here's the thing. Like, she's only been on one season. I can't imagine they have that much invested in her. And she's not, like, deeply loved. This isn't like Leah when she burst in that first season and everyone was <laughs> like, wow, what a great late. And myself included. Yeah, 100%. I was like fully Team Leah. But Jenny, these posts, so then I had, of course, you know, you get a couple rogue people in your DMs when I had posted about this yesterday on Instagram, and they were like, you know, just because she's not a liberal, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't have fucking time for this. I'm blocking you. I don't entertain 
strange racists. Also, this isn't about being a liberal or conservative. It's not. What are you talking it's about? Just, Get the fuck out of here. That's what I mean. But I wasn't going to waste my fucking time to explain that. No, this isn't me DMing Chart Westcott. No. No. <laughs> no. Never forget Hey, Chart. Um, I hey, know you wanted to talk about critical race theory. Guys, this is something I did. I just DMed Chart West. Sam, I think you sent me like, here's a post where this dum-dum is talking about how he wants to talk about critical race theory. I was like, all right, I got a few hours. Hi, Chart. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to talk about critical race theory, here are some books you could read. And he's like, I am not inherently racist. And I'm like, well, you are. And, and uh, let's um, talk about it. If you aren't into reading, you can always watch The Color of Friendship. Oh, not The Color of Friendship. And then he blocked me. Of course. But so the day was going on and on. People were getting, you know, obviously very like upset, calling for her firing. I did as well. Jenny? comes online and posts a weird little notes app bullshit apology and acted as if this was from a long time ago, number one, and number two, from a deleted account. And it it wasn't deleted in the morning. She, she was like, I deactivated Bravo by Betches literally went and looked at this account at like 11 a.m. yesterday. She was like, I have deactivated that account years ago. It's like, well, no, it's we like, found it, sweetie. What? We found it the, today. Yeah. Like, what are you t- fucking talking about? So then Meredith Marks tweeted last night and just said the word vile. And someone was like, is this pertaining? Is this pertaining to Jenny? And she was like, I can't speak on that right now, but I have a lot to say and I will say it. So... Can we talk about Salt Lake City? <laughs> yes. We can talk about Salt Lake City. What are you thinking? I think this is a group of women who don't have a... None of them are funny. None of them are funny. And more importantly, none of them are smart. And guys, don't come for me. I don't mean academic. I'm sure at least two of them could read a book. Meredith has her law degree. And recount it to you in a way that our society values intelligence. She could probably she yeah. probably did very well on her SATs. My point is is that not one of these women, not Heather, not Lisa, not Meredith, not Mary, not Jenny, not that other one. And if there's another one, that one too. Whitney. Her. Not one of them yeah. could hear a sentence. Take it in. Think about it from multiple different vantage points, critically, and come to a point. Not, not a critical thought. The fact that we are dealing with, and they are all taking seriously, the idea that Meredith and Mary called the feds. It's like, that was a cute idea. I did not realize we were going to have to, like, actually investigate this as if it was something that happened. I know. It's no, like, I know. It's so ridiculous. And it's like... You think, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like, so, And they're taking it so seriously. Yes. They're, when they first said it, like, a couple episodes Whitney ago, I thought that idiots. would just... They think this is, like, true detective. They think this is murder, she wrote. It's And they not. sit around and they work themselves up into, like, a dumb tizzy. They're like, could it have been Meredith who called? <laughs> I bet it might have been Mary when she called the private investigator. And then, then Heather is like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm like, this truly just two idiots, like a tortured, like, blah! Like. And I'm so fucking confused about Heather's, like, very, very deep hatred of Lisa Barlow. Is it all based off of Lisa saying she didn't know her in college? I don't 
know. Like, I really can't understand it because when Jen and Lisa were about to scrap mm-hmm. on the sprinter van, which I'm obsessed with the sprinter van. But I let's be honest, of- they were never actually going to fight. It was two people literally just screaming at each other, come at me. I'm going to come at you. But there was no one between them. It's like, I we're not going to Le- get that I think on. it took great restraint for Lisa to not hit her. And let's be honest, I'm tired of that someone- restraint. Get Portia on that bus. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. I actually Porsche don't want to talk matters. about that. That's a bit yeah, too dark. That's yeah. yeah. Love you, Porsche. I'm struggling with Portia right now. I but know. Anyways. I know everyone is but me. <laughs> Although <laughs> that tweet you sent me or posted where she said, damn, a grave? Oh, God. She got yeah. me back. She's so fucking funny. <laughs> She's so dumb. But Heather looked genuinely upset when Lisa and Jen kind of made up on the bus. I was like, why do you hate this woman? Like, I get that Lisa is a poor man's Lisa Vanderpump in the sense that she leaves her, you know, her trail of But isn't that what they're, I feel like they're all poor Lisa Vanderpumps trying to plot and create storylines. They are. But they're all idiots. Messes. Messes. (laughs) Even when Meredith, like, got up from the table and, like, stormed off and they're like, um, someone has to go get Meredith. And it's like, well, no, if you guys, you don't need her there to talk shit about her. Any normal cast would have then shifted the storyline to be Meredith doesn't engage with us. She's a bad friend. Not, oh, wait, how do reality, you could see all their brains like, how do reality shows work? All cast must be together. Somebody go get her. And Mary was like, if I get my steak, (laughs) it just, it's, it's also a cast with zero chemistry. Yeah, none of them are actually friends. Like, I've wrote about this on the dip.com. Everybody go check it out. Is that this is a very strange situation where none of them have any real... They're not invested in one another's lives. So it kind of leaves the door open for them to really throw everyone under the bus at all times. Literally. It's like it doesn't... Literally. But some people do see, I think some people like that chaotic nature of the show that any given fight could be, okay, we're starting with these two, then then these two, then this one. I enjoy it, but it, it hurts my head. It hurts my head. And frankly, it makes it hard for the show to build a real narrative. Because it's like when, when um, that really, when Whitney started saying like, well, what about my fight with Mary? I was like, wait, what fight with Mary? Oh, you mean yeah. when she, you didn't call her back because you were driving your kids? I don't care about that. Neither does Mary. I forgot about that. I was like, that happened so long ago. Like, we've had 40 fights in a sense. It's just, I don't know. I love Salt Lake City. I really loved the first season. The second season is kind of wearing on me, although it has had thrilling episodes. And frankly, I think with this Jenny and Mary stuff, we're really going to be in a Dallas situation. We burn bright for like three seasons and then it's going to get canceled. Yeah, I worry about it. This isn't it. Potomac that's going to stay with us for like 20 years. No, Potomac, it's... it's oh. I could talk about Potomac forever. But where do you land on Mary? Because Mary is a very controversial character. So I land, much like Mary herself, I land so many places with her. <laughs> okay. She, yes. as a, you know, we both love reality TV. Of course. And we love the housewives in particular. But at a certain point, all the housewives become like tropes. You got your LVPs. Every city has its kind of LVPS character. Every city mm-hmm. has a like Rena. Like if you look at one cast and then you watch another one, you're like, okay, well, Karen Huger is kind of like the LVP. A Robin this. is kind of like a Cynthia. Yeah, or, like you're connecting yeah. them. We have yeah. never in the history of Housewives <laughs> met anyone like Mary Cosby. So just as a watcher, 
I'm obsessed with her because it's like, what's happening? This is like, yeah. I mean, lest we forget, this is a woman who told a story in front of two children about how a member of her congregation was thrown through a car and died and then did a little dance and said like, but I'm excited to be here. <laughs> it's like, she's yeah. giving us a lot. Then, you know, you dig into like the familial married to my step granddaddy. That is not illegal. So I'm just interested. Then you the go to like her mother. church stuff. That's dark. But again, it's a 501c3. If people want to donate to it, that is like not on us to judge. It is. Right. It was Cameron's decision to leverage to leverage his house or whatever he did and give her that three hundred thousand dollars. Then you go a little bit darker, and it's people like saying like, "Well, actually, she berates us and yells at us until we give her the money." Dark. But this is not a woman who I think would be capable of running a cult. Like, at least the way she presents herself on TV, I'm not sure Mary, if left alone, could get from, like, her bedroom to the front door. Here's the thing. So Mary went on Twitter Spaces the other day, which is basically, like, Twitter Clubhouse. <laughs> oh, no! She did? No, no, no. How did, by accident? And, like, How'd she get no. on there? Oh, she was on there for a long time. Oh, God. Chatting. And there was moments like where she actually like sounded like lucid, clear headed. Yeah. Like you were understanding, like if you take everything away, like the women who are like constantly questioning her and you really just listen to what she has to say, you're like, that makes sense. Like I get where she's coming from. And like, you should I say get though that, that like obviously what she said about Jenny's eyes, oh, and the disgusting. accent is horrible. disgusting and horrible. She's incredibly prejudiced. Yeah. The one thing I will also say is that I've been discussed. I feel very defensive of Mary only in terms Uh of the reaction to her on social media when a majority of like white Bravo accounts are harping on her for like 10 days following an episode. It's mm-hmm. like, guys, move on. This is like, why are you, why are we so interested in this one person? Mm-hmm. Like, there are other people yeah. on Salt Lake City also doing fucked up shit. There are other people on Bravo who are running amok. It's like, there are other yeah. things for us to talk about. And so anytime any black Bravo liberty is like being attacked, I kind of feel like, just move on. She's not yeah. right in the head or a good person, but I do, there's a sense of like, come on, guys, let's talk some, let's talk shit about somebody else. My thing is, is like. But I can't defend her actions. No, I I don't think they're defensible. No. I just, I get the sense sometimes, especially when it comes to black women on Bravo, that they're held to this like incredibly high standard that like the other women just aren't. Like when Ramona does something incredibly disgusting and horrible, not even racist, just a mean, nasty woman. <laughs> It's written off as funny or quirky or something. Or even like when we talk, when we critique her, it's like we move on. And also yeah, we allow we her, it, we, we just add like forever. an asterisk to her like name. Like, well, that's another mm-hmm. action Ramona did. It becomes yeah. like who Mary is. Yeah. And it's like, we don't even know who she is. Yeah. I don't think she does. And I think that there's a lot of trauma with Mary. That, Absolutely. Like, she needs it does seem we're both defending Mary. I'm not defending her, but I think... The more we I talk, I'm can, like, God damn it if I don't love her. Well, here's my thing. I have a really hard time with this black and white 
view on reality TV. I really struggle. And I think social media has kind of taken the nuance out of reality television where like, I can't have an opinion. Like I will never forget about Dorinda. I didn't agree with what Dorinda said to Tinsley, but do I think Dorinda is a bad person or whatever? Absolutely. No, I do. Oh. <laughs> okay. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I love Dorinda. I love her. I and like, I all, right. Her. all right. Um, I, but I think you can be both. Like I, I think Mary can mess up and make a comment to Jenny that's wrong. But I also think you can acknowledge the fact that she's been through a lot of trauma in her life and is like there's something going on there, right? Absolutely. I mean, p- people don't seem to fully understand this. Like, it's this very black and white, like, fire her. I'm like, And I think that there's a big difference, right, between Mary making a prejudiced, insensitive comment yeah. in the moment to someone that she should never have said and is disgusting and what Jenny did, which is thinking about something, posting it online and, cre- and oh, creating and this vitriol. Oh, yeah, like, not just one posts, thing. Oh, yeah. Not just one thing. Posts, posts, posts. It's like thing after thing after thing. And then when you look at it and you're looking at her on the show and she's coming after Mary. It's, oh, it's psycho that her storyline, it couldn't have been written better in some ways that this is all coming out while literally her storyline is about how we need to be tolerant and accepting of culture. It's like, uh-oh. Well, and then next season, so, you know, she posted about, you know, on her, uh, on one of her Facebook, like, horrible tirades or whatever, it was talking about, like, don't loot and whatever, Mm -hmm. right? She literally throws a glass at Mary next week. She does? Yes. Well, I look forward to seeing that. Well, it's like, maybe let's take your own advice. Yeah. And Mary literally, like, is staring at her like... What? And yeah, and all the women are like, Mary's dangerous. I'm like, this is not a woman I would be afraid of. I'm con- <laughs> here's what I don't understand. She's, this obsession with Mary Cosby on the Real Houses of Salt Lake City when you have an wet. actual woman who is being investigated and charged. She's They're already like, been charged. We will not actually be talking about Jen anymore. We will be all talking about no. how we're terrified of Mary Cosby. <laughs> it's like what? It's why it's so weird. You know what it reminds me of a little bit is how the women on Beverly Hills treated Carlton because she was a Wiccan. Like they thought, like, remember when Kyle thought that Carlton put the spell on her computer? <laughs> I mean, that was what? a bad season of Housewives, but wow. What I a loved moment. Carlton. You liked Carlton? I, oh, I loved Carlton. Did you like Joyce? No. I think I preferred Joyce. I think you need to go back and rewatch because Carlton is really something. <laughs> Carlton was just like her energy was so heavy. I loved it, and then her hot husband from like Staten hot. Island. Yeah, <laughs> he was like a hot gargoyle. And I say this as someone who's now attracted to Shane Simpson. Yeah, talk about hot. Yeah, sick. <laughs> okay, let's let's break away for a moment. Let's take a quick break. I feel like we got really heavy. Let's let's take a quick break, and we can come back in a minute. You lead a busy life. The last thing you have time for is shopping, prepping, and cooking a healthy homemade meal. With Chef, enjoy authentic meals freshly prepared by the best local cooks in your community and delivered to your door. No prepping, no cooking, no subscription necessary. It's one less thing to worry about after a long day without sacrificing the quality of a homemade meal. Schedule your meals with a local cook at Chef.com. That's Chef with an S.com. 
Enjoy quality homemade meals without the hassle. With Chef, you can choose from thousands of authentic dishes prepared with care by the best local cooks in your community, all made with fresh ingredients and delivered right to your door. It's like your own personal chef with an unbeatable variety. Explore cuisines from over 90 different countries from Mexico to Thailand and more at chef.com. That's chef with an S.com. What exactly are microplastics? They're small, man-made. They're less than five millimeters long and they're around you every day. Microplastics are toxic. They cunningly seep into water, the air, and the things we eat. By contaminating our food chain, they make their way to you. Through vegetables at the supermarket, and yes, through fruit too. They're literally everywhere. That's the problem at hand. Every cigarette butt you see on the ground contains 15,000 strands. Learn more at undo.org. All right, everybody, we are back, and I'm ready to talk about Summer House with Chris Lewis because Chris is like, you're kind of like a Summer House virgin, but you've been in love with Carl Radke for years. Okay, so here's my Summer House kind of origin story. Please. I think you had posted a picture of Carl maybe April 2020. We're fresh (laughs) in the pandy. And I got my eyes on him, and I said, who's that gentleman? So I clicked, and I hit follow. So then I was just following this hot man, not knowing who he was. And then I think one day I like commented like daddy on his post and you sent it to me like, oh, I didn't know you watched Summer House. And I replied, I don't know what Summer House is. But you are deeply in love so with Carl Radke. He's hot. And, you know, I've never seen he's so gorgeous. What I love about his attractiveness is that it's attainable. He's yes. not like he's not like fucking He's not like Andrea. I don't even know who that is. Brad Pitt. The, guy, the Italian guy from Summer uh, <laughs> Brad Pitt from who's like, you can't disgusting. get him. Right. Carl's like, like, if I just got down to my fighting weight and really tried, I could get yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And so then I was like, well, I'm going to watch this show. So I watched the first season and a half of Summer House and was disgusted and didn't want to spend any more time with those people, only to find apparently season three is when the show got good. Yes, correct. The Workus Twins were horrible. So then I stopped. But then this new season, you know, we've all been following Carl and Lindsay. I was like so excited. Yeah. And I was like, they need to just hurry up and tell us that they're dating. This is getting old. We've been mm-hmm. tracking this for at least three months. Like, just admit mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Then I couldn't sleep recently. So I took myself over to watch the premiere. And I had a good time. Not a good enough time to keep watching, although I'm probably going to. Yeah. But wow, what a bunch of nothings. I've never seen a show with more people undesirable who should not be on television. <laughs> not undesirable. I mean... You can't call them undesirables, Chris, when you when you comment daddy on Carl Radke's Instagram. Remember when I messaged him daddy by accident because oh I God, thought I was replying to, to you? Yeah, I do remember. I've never, never been forget. more embarrassed. Shout out to Carl. Love you, daddy. Love you. Get Get him on the pod. He should come on shortcomings. I'm sure he's got some thoughts on Aiden V. Burger. Oh. oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, so I would just consider them all undesirables. None of them should be on television. Okay, They're just great. like stars that are too much like us. But that's what I love about them. I and I think I just need to adjust my expectations. Though it's kind yeah. of like where I am with Vanderpump right now. I although no, don't compare the, the two. problem with Vanderpump right now is is that they're richer than me. But mm-hmm. not rich enough that I like that it feels like 
oh my god, aspirational. Right. It's not like Miami, Real Housewives of Miami, where it's like, holy shit, that's yeah. a lot of money. Where at like summer house is like, I think I could afford to if I got like two pals together, I could afford to stay in that summer house. You claimed you thought the house was cute. I said it looked like it could fall down at any given minute. What I respect about the people of Summer House that I have lost respect for with the people of Vanderpump Rules is the people of Vanderpump Rules are seeming to forget that they're on a reality show and they're doing a lot of protecting of one another. Mm. And then they get people get mad at Lala for like wanting to start up. I'm like, no, she's the only one I think that knows that she's and on And what television. I respect about the people of Summer House, <laughs> which is nothing. I don't respect anything about them. I was like, them. well, that's a sentence. What I like about the people of Summer House against the people of Vanderpump Rules is I feel the people of Vanderpump Rules are tiring with age. Yeah. These people are so the rearing and ready to go. afraid to drink until what's seemingly 4 a.m. in the morning <laughs> uh, with that one, the blondie. And do you know their ages, Kyle? Do you know how old he is? Oh, no. I didn't look this up, but I, I wanted to say he's 42. He's like 40. Yeah. And he's staying out till 4 a.m. The people in Bandon Rules could never. Jax was back in the, the lawn. Back in the day, they could have, but like they've slowed down. They were down. 34. Yeah, then. they've really slowed down over there on Vanderpump, and I need them to pay. They and really some have. of them are sober. I'm like, oh, guys, I don't need that. I, I want that for them. Right. But you I want don't necessarily want to watch it. I don't think, I mean, other than Carl, nobody's sober in that house. No. And frankly, I don't know how Carl's there, because I don't think I could be sober in that house. I loved watching him like, pack think... up his little kit in the morning and go for his run, and then yeah. have to pick up Kyle's bags. It's like, this he is was so, so weird. Confused. He was like, what the fuck's on this porch He didn't really right ask now? any questions. He was like, all right, I'm just going to drop them in here and go Because he knew. He knew what was going on. Oh, you on. think he did? Is this like a normal thing that happens with Luke and um, um, Amanda, is it? It's Kyle and Amanda. Oh, fuck um, <laughs> Luke has not arrived in the house. No, I was wondering where he's he was in there. his straw hat and glasses. I texted him. was like, where's that guy? He's in Minnesota. So is this uh, a normal thing that happens? Because I haven't seen Kyle and Amanda since they weren't together and he was called. She was like drunk dialing him to come over. And oh, so yeah. it seems like they've just like never been at a good place. They were really in a good place last season. But you have like keep in mind the world was closed. Like Kyle couldn't go out. And now the world has opened back up. And I'm feeling that there is some things happening. I mean, when was she he not drinking girls, last season? Oh, no, he was, but he couldn't go anywhere. Oh, so last season we couldn't go to, like, Southampton Social, which I was like, what no. a weird name for a bar. Well, and also a lot of restaurants in the Hamptons won't allow them to film. So, like, Southampton Social it's is, like, like the really one deep. place they go. Yes. <laughs> and so Kyle and Amanda, they have this, like, very strained relationship uh, because he wants to party until 4 a.m. And, and Amanda she's does sober? not. No. Okay, so she's like just not like a party girl. She's not going to stay out till four. Right. But it did yeah. seem like she was out till midnight. Oh yeah, they were out till like two a.m. So, but they're not out till. But he didn't come home with everybody because he wanted to stay out and party. I love this. So let's just actually. I want to just get into character by character here. I'm really enjoying yeah. this. So okay. Kyle and Amanda. So they're engaged. We're going to see the wedding. I've seen the wedding. They've been photos. engaged for three or three years. Oh, this didn't happen last season. No, Ooh. because they had to keep getting put off. Oh. Well, first, Amanda didn't really seem that interested in planning it. And then Kyle kind of lit the fire on her ass. And then then COVID happened and they had to keep postponing. Now, have they che- have he- has he cheated on her? Yes. Multiple times or like just one storyline. Multiple, multiple times. Multiple times since mm-hmm. being engaged or post pre-engagement. 
Right before they got engaged. Okay, dark. <laughs> yeah. How shocked were you with that admission about that weird contract, which I'd never even heard of? I was shook. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What does it even mean? <laughs> Sierra was like, you have to ask yourself some serious questions. To have to put I thought that was fucking- great advice. Because I'm not someone, I'm someone who would just ask the question, like, hey, should you be marrying a man who you Right, have- I don't think at that point in time that was a smart thing to ask. I think that comes later in the season. I know, but I just thought, what a great way to phrase that. You need to ask yourself some sincere questions and just leave it to the person. Yeah, because you're kind of telling them, like, oh, this isn't this good, is but not you're not situation. being direct. <laughs> yeah. Because they are friends with Kyle, but obviously they're... Like they were, they're closer to Amanda. Uh, Pages was in the wedding. I was Paige. just really, really taken aback. And I mean, I know Amanda's parents are very wealthy. Their house that they got married at is literally. Oh, they didn't get gorgeous. married at the summer house. No, <laughs> I thought we were no, barreling towards them getting married in that shitty backyard, which was also making me nervous. I was like, no, I don't they want got this. married in her parents' like beautiful backyard. Okay, that's better. <laughs> I was like, I really but, don't so want to see might a wedding also poolside. To you. The contract thing. So, like, she came up, he said on Watch What Happens Live that she came up with the the contract. But he broke the contract. And the she, contract didn't, she didn't hold him to it. Well, the contract was if they call off the wedding. But wasn't it if we're, I'm going to call off the wedding if you get too drunk, if you drink too yeah, much. Yeah, but is she really going to? No. So, right. So, I'm like, right. well, he did it and you didn't do anything. So, what does this contract even really mean? Like, you can't hold... The only way to hold someone accountable is actually to hold them to it. So, of course, right. he's going to keep drinking and acting a fool. When he came home and was eating those chips just to himself, like, slurring. Now, another thing I do like about Summer House is it doesn't seem that there are many camera people. We're filming this mostly from, like, nest cams. It's very Love Island. Like, the way that they're filming. Like, they film It seems like there the are time. camera people during the day. Yes. But then, but they then at go nighttime, home. they're just like, fuck it. We'll get the footage from, like, nest cams. But that's why I heard – so I've heard that it's actually super cheap to produce this show because of that. So well, that's yeah, and why I don't they're think they're paying the cast a lot. These are not people who you're giving millions of dollars to. I bet they'd show – I would imagine the highest paid person on Summer House is getting 50 a season. Oh, no. More. Um, I'd love to get my eyes on those contracts because I think these people would just be like, fuck it. We got to sell this shit wine in a can somehow. Yeah. So that's what's going on with that. The way Kyle treated Amanda the next day, he was obviously so drunk. <laughs> oh, um, you think? He was wasted. I thought he actually seemed drunker in the morning than he did when then, he came home at night. Yes. I thought I he had drank some shots like in the morning just to give him <laughs> some get up and go. Yeah. When he okay, strolled I out need... in his little cheap underwear, the, the fact that they didn't look at him, and I guess, again, is this like normal behavior? Because if my yeah. dear friend woke up and entered the kitchen in his underwear looking like that, I'd be like, everything okay, baby boy? Oh, yeah. No, they look like that every day. They looked every at day. him like, mm, there he goes again. <laughs> Just... Yeah. Oh, like your neighbors. Yeah. So let me there ask, what is, um, yeah. no, Andrea. Who I asked you if he was like a house concierge because I didn't realize he was a cast member. Yeah, you thought he was like Michael from Girls Trip. Yes. What's <laughs> his like, deal? No. He, we met him on Winter House. Uh, he did really him. well. He did really well on Winter House. People really liked him. When you he got say well, what do you mean? Well, <laughs> you say this like, they, a, is it like a scored system? Well, he did. He bonded with the cast. Oh, with the cast. Not like the yeah, audience. Like it's he, not like they voted at the end and people were like, Andrea was the fan favorite. 
No, because this was filmed like two months after Winter House okay. filmed. So like they didn't know what fans would think. So but, I guess um, I should ask, can you just get into the Summer House if you're just friends with, like, they literally just invited him to join Summer House. It's not like mm-hmm. contracts need to be signed. He just, like, piled in and Bravo was like, sure, Andrea's on no, Summer House. No, I'm, I'm sure Bravo was like, Andrea, you're coming to Summer House. Okay, the and it's because deal. he had a relationship with Paige, correct? Yes. Okay. That's what and I have And now Paige is fucking Craig. And Paige chose Craig over Andrea. And is Craig rolling up to Summer House too? Yes, with Austin. They're coming. Okay. Are, are they also in Minnesota or are they coming up from Charleston? They're coming from Charleston. I didn't know if like they, we all went to Minnesota no. from Minnesota house. No. And now this new black girl they've introduced. And I Maya. only say I have her she, cookies on my counter. Oh, I bought she's her a baker? Yeah. Good for her. Um, Called The Need. Do you not think they could have found a girl who did not look exactly like the current black cast member? When they walked in, I thought they were sisters. I was just a little upset by the lack of, like, introduction to her. Oh, they didn't even give her, like, a... Li- no, do they do that on summer? What is summer? I was going to say southern summer. <laughs> Which it might as well be at this point. Honestly. On summer house. Like, you know when we meet a new housewife and they'll, like, give them, like, a nice little package that's, like, on, with the, like, little music and we're, like, seeing them at work and with their kids? It didn't seem that they gave Maya any kind of introduction. They didn't. She was just they like carrying her, her bag and someone was like, that's Maya. Yeah. Like they literally did an arrow with a ding and it was like, ding, Maya. I guess that's like, oh, oh my God. Now, Bravo always does shady editing. But when it oh, cut boy. to Amanda calling and it just said, not on the phone, Kyle. <gasps> I, I thought these people, like, I'd get a, I would never be on television again if that was my Kyron. This is going to be a really, really tough season for Amanda and Kyle. Not only just now you like they Amanda. have to re- I love Amanda. I find her to be probably the most nothing person in the house. And I don't know how she's like gotten this queen bee status other than, I guess, I her relationship with Kyle. I think she's just a normal girl. Like, well, that's what I like about her. Like, she's just normal. She's she, gorgeous. Like, I think gorgeous. Well, they all I think are, she's pre- Like, I really think she's done, you know, she's basically the reason why Loverboy is so successful. I know that that would kill Kyle to ever have anyone acknowledge that. No, I but, don't know if we want to go that far. I'm no, gonna because argue she's that, she does all of their merch. She designs everything. You're an, you're like a she, fool if you think that people aren't buying Loverboy because Carl is one is a one man band. It's <laughs> running around this country. If he gets an, he if really he comes is. within fifty feet of ball, well, no, last I almost season went they, to DC because he was there, and I was like, guys, I got to calm down. I don't need to get a, take a train to see Carl Radke. I don't know. Maybe I, you should have. I was trying to find like other things to do. I was like, could I see some friends? Well, so last season, I know you didn't watch, so mm-hmm. I'm trying to help you understand. Is Carl or Kyle and Amanda admitted that they've made more off of their merch that she's designed than off of Loverboy? <laughs> yeah. Off the, so off she the is literally itself? carrying that goddamn company on so her back. So you mean to tell. So hold on. I love this. Wait a minute. Yeah. Stop. It could be wrong. It could be not that way anymore. You are saying that they have made more off of selling tie-dye shirts that say Loverboy off a of Tee Public than they have yeah. the actual product itself? I believe that's now, what they said last season. at a certain point when you just get rid of the product. If maybe people just want shirts that say Loverboy. Well, when he said on Watch What Happens Live, he stalked Bethany Frankel at a barbecue to talk to her about the beverage business. And Andy goes, Did she talk oh, to him? Is th- 
And why, no. where the fuck were the cameras for that? I would have, if Bethany. It, Andy goes, oh, was this before you were on Bravo because you wanted to get on Bravo? I was like, Andy Cohen. Oh, oh Loverboy predates the show itself? He, he like was creating it when he started. Uh, and now, like he wanted to get into the beverage business. Now, is it a Mariah Carey reference? Who is the lover boy? I've always assumed there's someone is a Mariah Carey fan. I don't know. Him and Amanda kind of created it together. And how is Carl really involved? The- because the last I saw of Carl, he was constantly worried about his job <laughs> and like always trying to meet his quote. Like, <laughs> yeah, but a lot of his problems with work stemmed from alcoholism. His struggle there. <laughs> this is, you know, for a show that is so bright and shiny, it is like quite dark. It's... But he has such a beautiful like story arc. Like I the know, way that he's I mean, really come out really the other Carl side. Because we both lost a brother. I mean, he's a beautiful spirit. I genuinely, yeah. I mean, I didn't get emotional because I don't know these characters that well. But I thought the scene between him. Well, I was also laughing. The scene between him and Lindsay was like just a. Oh. It was so when sweet, she was tying up her shoes. But also just a perfect encapsulation of just like men and women. Just like she's like bearing her soul, and he's just like. I wish you told me so I could have helped. It's like, buddy, just listen. Like, <laughs> Yeah. But he was trying. I know, but it's such just like that is how straight men think they can help, which is like, if you told yeah. me I could have fixed it, it's like, no, you literally couldn't have. Well, that's a thing men always try to do. Yeah, it's like, like sometimes just Sometimes you just want to complain about your mm-hmm. something that is going on, and then they try to throw like solutions at you, and you're like, shut the fuck up. And I, I don't want a solution. And I think that's going to be Carl's journey with Lindsay. Mm-hmm. I really, I really am rooting for them. I really I, am like, too. I, heard... I think that'll be a great wedding for us all to go to next summer. <sighs> and I'm sure they'll get divorced. Stop. But, <sighs> Lin- come I don't on. think I so. I love Lindsay, I but she's a lot to handle. But they've been friends for so long. And I think he knows how to handle her. I know. And I, I love when she calls him Carlito. I mean, I'm rooting for them. Well, when he said on Watch It Happens Live, I got choked up. Because he also, like, his voice cracked on there when he was talking about her. Because he was, he said, he was like, oh, my God, I'm nervous. Like, this is like, you know, he's like, it's scary dating your best friend. But he also was like, I think because of where I am in my life right now, Lindsay is the person that needs consistency. And I'm at my most consistent when I'm sober. And so I can really show up for her. And I was like, is that that's really thing? beautiful. Yes. Why? What do you mean? I just mean, like, is it necessary? <laughs> I don't know that his sobriety... I'm not sure. I, I, I'm not sure. I love that language of like, I need to be consistent, and that helps me stay sober. So this relationship, it's like, it shouldn't that be a journey he can fulfill himself? Well, I think he means like how he has a routine, how he's more able to because listen she's to people's like a raving feelings. lunatic who needs to be who needs to be cared I'm, for constantly. You know, I'm Lindsay. <laughs> like, I relate to Lindsay on like a deep level. I love her. By the way, I think she's gorgeous. I love her rock hard breasts, always at attention. She's a yeah. stunner. And frankly, the only per- actually, I shouldn't say everyone in the house is a nothing. I think she is genuinely intriguing, interesting television. Yeah. She's she incredible. She's been carrying Summer House, f- from what I've seen, on her back since back in the day when she was with that sweaty army vet. Everett? Yeah. One of my top hotties on Bravo. Chris. Not, you've not, done a you lot know, of He's admission. not up there with Carl and Juan Dixon, but he's in like a top 20. What else is there to see? Shane Simpson, you thought was hot? I am just saying where we started with Shane, he was so low. And And now he's like a nice guy. He's making me laugh. I just think this season. We've got so few laughs in the world. Now, I did have a few other laughs. I like the, I hate the new guy, but he is making me kind of laugh with his ground turkey. You know what I'm talking about? I hate him. 
Alex. Is that that guy's name, Alex? Yes, his name is Alex, and I hate him. Now, what happened to um, the shorter religious gentleman who I would have seen in the second season? Jordan? Is that don't have a name on him, but he was always like He's calling his mom. Gone. Long gone. Hmm. American Psycho? Yeah. And the, and the gay Scary. gentleman? Steven? Yeah, gone. I always wanted like Many gay representation, ago. but then I saw him and was like, maybe we I don't need that. I think he kind of, I'm getting the vibe that he burned that bridge when he talked about Carl getting the- that low job yeah and well i wish and andy needs to do better on that end but we won't get into that yeah we won't get into that um now my last question about summer house yeah what is going on with um i love that this is just you interviewing me about with just like house. southern charm of it all like is southern charm still happening or have we just blended yeah. the shows into one oh no they're filming or they might have just no they just wrapped filming like last month okay. but they filmed all fall okay so we're getting in that's and like a full cast where's shep why isn't he up in summer house I feel like his thirsty little ass would want to be on there. No, he's got a girlfriend. Okay. This is Austin and Craig are kind of like the Tom Tom of Vanderpump. Do any of the ladies like, from Southern Charm go up? Have we seen Catherine up in the summer house? Definitely have not. Just the boys. Because I do feel like it's also just that we need more guys in there because there aren't enough men for these girls. Like there are some. And who is that curly haired, gorgeous girl, but is like a ghost on the show just running through the house? Danielle? Yes. Who is she? A beautiful, amazing Gorgeous, woman. but like she to me is like the ghost from Married to Medicine. Like no one's remembering she's there. She's like the voice of reason. I cannot wait for her to come at Sierra. Like I'm ready for that And that's fight. a voice of reasons? <laughs> because, because she's defending Lindsay. Oh, really? Well then, oh, are they besties? They're best, best friends. Okay, well then I liked it. Well, then I need Lindsay to like relate to Daniela some more. Sometimes she, or is it Danielle or Daniela? Danielle. Danielle. Okay. I was like, uh, Daniela. <laughs> like when Andrea was like, the guacamole. Yeah. <laughs> I must have it. I was like, who's this concierge? Why are we following him so much? <laughs> no. Um, yeah, Danielle is kind of like, she's kind of like Lindsay's interpreter. Like she's really there for Lindsay. <laughs> I she's thought really Paige there. And Lindsay were like besties. No. Huh. No. So who There's is Paige like pounding around with these days now that Burner's gone? Sierra and Amanda. Okay. And I know you're like a huge Paige stan. I find her to be one of the least I love Paige. interesting people. But I do like your theory that by being with Craig, she's like added to her star power. Because Craig yeah. is one of the most nothing people we've ever had. I think he's a stunner. He People are, he's beloved within the Bravo community. Is he? And I. Did, oh, did he yes. ever get that law degree? Yes. That's good. He's Last I saw him, he was chaser. making pillows with Gizmo. He is, oh, rest in peace, Gizmo. Uh, oh, he is an ambulance. I'm getting so much information. Now. Gizmo passed? Yes. I gave up on Southern Charm around the time that uh, Ravenel was, uh, you know, knocked out for his own bad activity. Oh, yeah. Now he's a new father. And is, um, what's her name still palling around on Southern Charm? Have you seen um, Bravo before? <laughs> the, um, Craig's ex girlfriend, Naomi? Yeah, is she still on Southern Charm? Because she would be great for Summer House. She just because she's like a she just came train. back because she was dating that Matul guy, and then he cheated on her with his ex girlfriend while they were going to move to New York. Had all their they shit packed to, up. They need to get her on Southern Charm. <laughs> Fuck me, these shows, Summer House. Yeah, well, because she's like she's crazy. Filming. She would be great on Summer House. She's filming, or she filmed Southern Charm, and Paige was there, obviously, with Craig. So that's drama. 
I I will say, and I wish we were doing this for better shows because I can't simply keep these shows together. I, I love this cross pollination that we can just like throw them on the Amtrak. And oh, then, I want more things like this. I feel like why can't just like Nini bop over to Beverly Hills and like well, have lunch with someone? That's Ultimate Girls Trip. <laughs> no, but like within the shows we oh. already have, we don't. Are need- you excited for Ultimate Girls Trip Part Two? I'm scared of that one. <laughs> like, it's going it, to be a wild ride. I don't, I, it like genuinely, I feel like what I loved about Ultimate Girls Trip 1 was like how light and fun it was. Oh, I don't know that we're going to have any light or fun in the second one. I just think when I saw that clip of Phaedra and Dorinda like having martinis, I was like, oh God, oh. I'm scared. When Dorinda was on the podcast, I asked her, I was like, who, you know, who did you bond with? And she goes, Phaedra. Phaedra is my favorite. I cannot it's that's like it's just weird because like at a certain point with girls trip one it was like yeah I can picture Kyle like hanging out with Gorga and like Kenya with it just seemed all of those women seemed of a piece Mm -hmm. the six or however many people are going up to that hideous Berkshire's house oh hideous and it's um decor hideous they in the decor of of Bluestone Manor the the grounds Gorgeous. When we had that episode where it was finally fall and we could see the pool. Oh, I loved that. And the the house itself, stunning. Yeah. Uh, those were, it looks like every single room is like a different color yeah, scheme, that. like a different human. I want to know, I want to know what girly gets the fish room. Well, doesn't the fish room has like three beds in there, doesn't it? Because that's when the water, water. So I think they're going to throw a few people oh. in there. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I hope we can get Tammy, Sue, and Vicky in there. So remind me, who's going up there? I'm scared. I know Phaedra, okay, so Dorinda. Phaedra, Dorinda, Eva, Taylor Armstrong, uh, Jill Zarin, <laughs> Tamra, This is a real grab bag. Well, the, it's going to be called the Ex-Housewives Club. Because they're all ex-Housewives. <laughs> well, I'm glad they didn't stand on Girls Trip because this so is not really a Girls Trip. So they really have nothing to lose. Like, they're here to fuck shit up. It just is like, yeah, I mean, in what world can you even imagine Phaedra and Taylor Armstrong just Having talking? Having a conversation? Never. I, be- I bet you they don't even talk. <laughs> I bet you Taylor, Taylor to me feels like really like a lame addition. Like I don't need to get my eyes on Taylor. And I guess I don't really remember where, well, the, if there's a odd duck in that boat, it's Eva. Oh, I heard Eva's the one that really gets shit going. But if I guess what I would say, where did e, where did Taylor and Brandy? Because the last I remember, the two of them, it was like Brand, e, Brandy was accusing her of like profiting off of her dead husband's. It's pretty much where we ended up. I was like, I think that's the last time we saw the two of them together. Yeah. And I don't know how you come back from that. Yeah. I am excited, but I think it's like it is just going to be a different vibe. I, do we know about a third yet? I hope the. I don't know. I, I well, I think my idea is the third should just be friends of like let's get a Marlo, a Kathy Hilton, um, yeah, Mama, the ghost of Mama Elsa. I'll do I'll do a Rosie from New Jersey. No, we've got to have, no Kim D. If we're taking <laughs> or Kim G. Even over Rosie, get the Kims, both Kims, uh, Sonia's facialist, who I was thinking about last night in bed. You were thinking about a lot in bed last night. What else was I thinking about? Karen and Culkin. <laughs> Oh, yeah, guys, I've been having sex dreams about Kieran Culkin. He's taller in the dreams. He's about my height in the dream. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited for Girls Trip. And, okay, before we before we wrap up, I just want your quick thoughts on Real Houses of Miami. Because it's my favorite show currently. Um, It's my favorite? No. No, of the Housewives that are Is it not your favorite? Are. 
No, it is. It is. The only thing I'd say with it is it's so light that I have a hard time remembering it. It's each so episode. light. Yeah, I would say it's like light and frothy, just the way it's shot. It's so oh, like bouncy. It's like, yeah. It's, it's like, like bright. And the music is very like that like salsa-y music they use for the interstitial scenes. It's like Yeah. I so I don't really think about it, but it's the one that each week as we record on Thursday mornings after shortcomings, I'm like, I cannot wait to yeah. like just dig into Miami. I love it. I, I think that these women are all really, really passionate and smart. Well, some of them are smart. But funny. All of them are funny in their own way. Yeah. And I have a love for all of them. I don't really love Gertie. Okay. But I love Alexia. I mean, Alexia is like, just who knew? Because I watched original Miami and I was not like eaten up with Alexia. I was more of an Adriana girl. Well, she's my favorite. Talk about someone who needs to be on an ultimate girl's trip. I don't really love her in the reboot. Really? I mean, I, I love I love them all, but she's definitely not my favorite. She's showing up with, like, different boyfriends. She's, oh, my God. He's so hot. She's going to scream at Larsa, you stole Kim Kardashian's body. I mean. Oh. Okay, maybe you're right. You talked me into it. I love her. <laughs> the only person I'm not connected to is um Grayson's no- mom. Yeah, you don't like Nicole. Yeah. And her husband, who looks like Pringle. Now, I will say, I did not watch Southern Charm the yeah. last season, but somehow I know exactly who Pringle is. Which is very shocking. I was he, watching and I was like, that guy media. looks exactly like Pringle. Yeah, he Pringle needs to like lay off Instagram. But I love drunk. Miami. I, I, I'm so glad it's back. I'm glad they're getting a reunion. I love Lisa Hochstein. Love. Obsessed with um. Just the architecture or lack thereof of Julia's home with Martina. I don't think there's a sound structure. No, it's uh, it looks they just like live it's just held with up the trees. trees. <laughs> like, I've never seen them ever. The camera ever once land on a home that they can be in. No, there's not a wall. There's no walls. I, I just think they just pop a tent every night and they're like, "This is it." And I yeah. think they're happy they are. Yeah, I, I and really I know like a world-famous tennis star would ever join us on bra it's just like a venus williams just like was bopped like, yeah if, like she was just like on atlanta like hey girls barb is about to throw up <laughs> are you excited for jersey i'm sorry my cat is throwing up. i thought you said she was about to throw up oh no i hear it Love Miami. I think it's great. Worried about the reunion because there doesn't seem to be anything for them to really talk about. But what? They're they're not arguing or really fighting. I mean, they that have we know great, of. I think what works is that they have great personal story, but there's not a lot of tension between the women, which again I'm fine with. I like the energy of Miami, and I think we needed it in our kind of pantheon of housewives. It feels very yeah. different. And I think because now we have Miami back, we can sunset Salt Lake City. And I'm looking forward to Jersey. Cannot wait for Jersey. I need Marge back in my life. God, I can't wait. So where do you just, okay, I know I said that we were going to wrap it up. Right back up. Yeah, just, I have a quick question. You know, I love to chat with you. Where do you stand with Teresa, like the girls of New Jersey, like where what do you want from them this season? Or what do you Teresa, hope to you see? you know, if you would ask me at the end of last season, I would have said, Louis is a monster and I hate him and we got to get him off the screen. I have such affinity for Teresa post-girls trip and that my desire for her to be happy. So I really do actually need this to work or for her to get out of it now. 
and like date Dolores's new boyfriend's husband. Husband. Oh. <laughs> Brother. <laughs> um, Melissa Gorga, you know, I think is an icon. I just I love her energy. Yeah, I'm, you love Melissa I'm Gorga. Like no, Melissa, she gets a I lot think of she's shit. Fun as hell. Yeah, I want to get like wine drunk. With yeah, like with she's Melissa. just someone who I want to sit around with and like shoot the shit. Marge, her I and think- Marge. Marge is the best at shooting the shit. Marge to me is like who I want to have brunch with after I, I want to roll into brunch with Marge. Like I've got glasses on because I'm super hungover and she's just no. going to be like, what the fuck did you do last night? You were out of control. I love you. Now you hate Jackie. Jackie is <laughs> Jackie's necessary, <laughs> but she's the fucking yeah. worst. She's so annoying. Okay. okay, Jackie. Yeah, you always say Jackie is always usually right. But she's just she's not just annoying. She's just that's yeah. And it it has got to be really hard for her that at the end of the day on Housewives likability matters, and she is just fucking unlikable. So I'm always like, damn, if she isn't right, but really she should shut the fuck up about this. Yeah. And where do you stand with Jennifer Aiden? Another one who annoys the hell out of me, but she's so goddamn necessary. So necessary. I think they're in such a good groove with Jersey and the cast. Like, I wish don't they'd touch insert it. some it's friends It's very of. Potomac to me. I wish, I feel like they need some friends of just to kind of like, I would say Potomac needs the same thing just to build the world out. Yeah. We okay. Need, I, I agree. And, but I don't ever want, I don't want any of the core people who are on Jersey right now to go anywhere. I feel very similar to how I felt about Potomac last season. I, although I know you'd like um, Mia to go, but I think we need her don't but i love jersey and i'm excited i, I jersey is one of my faves i just want to be in dolores's mom's backyard although it seems i want to i want to be in a world right now like i'm ready to kind of get out of salt lake and the beverly hills like i gotta get off that sprinter man i <laughs> i want to be in jersey while married to medicine is on in atlanta like that's like where Do you think I we're really getting like. atlanta soon i feel like we're getting beverly hills before atlanta I don't. Honestly, I don't know. I can't figure. I used to have a hold on when they were all coming out. Now I don't know what's coming or going. I know. I'd be like New York films during the fall and the winter. So we're getting it in the spring. And now I just never know. Now it's like Beverly Hills ended like six weeks ago. And I wouldn't be surprised if by the time I get to my phone, we see a trailer. It's like, I don't know what's happening anymore. I know. I don't have a hold on Bravo, but I know what I will be watching. And it's summer. What's it called? Summer. Summer House. Not summer, summer charm. House. Well, frankly, summer it is summer house. charm. It basically is summer charm. I'll be watching Winter Summer Charm. Well, that was good. <laughs> Do you remember what the, they originally were going to name Winter House? Wasn't it like Winter Shenanigans by way of Southern Charm? It was like so it wild. It was like the craziest yeah. thing. Yeah. And Andy was like, that's a terrible name. Kind of like um, when they tried to make the um, hashtag for Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip matter. And it was like R-H-U-G-T. I was like, not since the Kardashians tried to make K-U-W-T-K work. It's like, guys, keep these simple. Yeah, I feel that. Um, Well, Chris, this was so much fun. Thank you so much for coming on today. Tell everybody where they can find you. You can find me on Instagram at clewis1219 and really nowhere else. And that's all. Love that. And Shortcomings. Oh, and listen to Shortcomings. You know, it's a great podcast. We are just trying to get through and just like that. And then we're going to pick up at season two. We're having a lot of fun. A lot of fights over there on Shortcomings. This a lot was like of fights, a, but passionate. This was like a pleasant interaction. Today. It's coming from a place of love. But I mean this. Uh, like, Off the Mess was far more pleasant. 
Yeah, there was no. Uh, this is like what yelling. I envision when I come in June. Our conversation's going to be like not like and just like that, where it's like yelling and like I hated this. <laughs> well, fuck you if you hate it. Do you know what a director does? <laughs> yeah. Do you even know what a director is? I hated the writing. Well, bitch, the directors don't write. <laughs> yeah. So if you want so more of that, you guys, please. Yeah, <laughs> please. It's really fun. Um. So yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. I will talk to you all next week. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Bye. Here's to the great American settlers. The millions of you who settled for unsatisfying jobs because they pay the bills. Of course, there is something else you could do if you got something to say. Start a podcast with Spreaker from iHeart and unleash your creative freedom. Maybe even earn enough money to one day tell your old boss, hey, I'm no settler. I'm an explorer. Spreaker.com. S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Hustle on over today. Money is the number one cause of stress and the number two cause of divorce. Make your money go further and work harder with a certified financial planner from Facet Wealth. Financial planning used to focus on retirement, but Facet helps you with today. You get a dedicated financial planner that guides you through every financial decision. Inflation, interest rates, stock market changes, home prices. How do you figure it all out? Well, every advisor at Facet is a certified financial planner and fiduciary. That's just a fancy way to say they have the best training, and they're legally bound to do what's in your best interest. This isn't just about investments. It's about taking care of your money so you can start living a better life today. Facet has a simple flat fee, no hidden charges, and with nothing to sell, there are no commissions. Visit TryFacetWealth.com for two months free off your first year of financial planning. That's T-R-Y-F-A-C-E-T-Wealth.com. Facet Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice.